you are most known for UFC's first ever double champion, notorious Conor McGregor. He's obviously worked alongside with yourself and has won since he's had you along his corner. Welcome, Keys, to the Queen of my friend. How are you? I'm good. Happy to be here. That was a that was a great intro. Yeah. You've become an undisputed cage contender as well, world champion. Growing up as a kid, I always loved martial arts. I always watched, you know, Bruce Lee and stuff like that. What advice would you give people to that? Where there's other people telling them they should stop. You know what? So- Welcome to the Queendom, and we are here with Keys to the Queendom. I'm so excited to announce Owen Roddy, a professional mixed martial artist, over ten years. Uh, ranked number one in Ireland, number three in Europe. Um, you've become an undisputed cage contender as well, world champion, winning so many defending titles, I believe three, as well as you know, you've worked with some amazing people such as Gunnar Nelson, Artem Lebov, Leah McCourt. Uh, I mean, God, so many people to name. But of course, of course, my friend, uh, you are most known for your work with UFC's first ever double champion, Notorious. Conor McGregor, um, he's obviously worked alongside with yourself and has won since he's had you along his corner. Welcome, Keys, to the Queen of my friend. How are you? I'm good. Happy to be here. That was a that was a great intro. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's been a it's been a world uh, world ride, um, a, a crazy life. You know, something that I didn't expect, but uh, you know, I just I stuck to me guns, I suppose, and it took me. Took me all around the world. Uh, very, very fortunate. Very happy uh, with my my career as a foyer and uh, career as a coach now as well. So, love and life. Hey, um, it's beautiful to hear that. Just because I know I've watched a lot of your YouTube videos. You know your story's remarkable. What I really love, and a lot of people that come into Keys to the Queendom, you know, have come from nothing. They've built this beautiful journey and their story and I think this is just really it resonates with a lot of a lot of our listeners because you know you are who you are where you are now based on what you've been through um and I think you've said it yourself too um you know do something you love for a living you'll never work a day in your life do you believe in that yeah I do yeah well I think you I think if you do something you'll be a little bit harder and be happier doing so it's not like you'll never work a day in your life because you know you know yourself we get up early, we, we finish late, we, we give it our all every day. Um, but when, when you're enjoying it, I think it's a bit easier to do. And it's a bit easier to give yourself, uh, to, to push a little bit more, do the extra hours and get up on the Sunday and get up, get up early Saturday morning when, when people are lying in bed or stay walking late Saturday evening, you know. Um, but, you know, I think, I think you have to make those sacrifices if you want to, if you want to be successful and, uh, you know, I started off, uh, in, in my mixed martial arts career, um, with that kind of mentality to, to give it my all and see where it took me. And, you know, I was, I was very successful as a fighter and, and, uh, you know, the skills that I learned in uh, three mixed martial arts, um, I carried them, carried them with me through my whole career, whether it was, whether it was coaching and then now at the moment, I'm, I'm moving into, into different businesses and stuff like that. And that mentality, that, that, that will break is, um, it's been carried on uh, into everything, you know. I can't wait to hear about all your new business ventures. Yeah. Um, I have to share this just because I, I, I spoke about it in past episodes, but when I emailed you, I did say, 
I know I just I love the mentality of fighters. I I when I went through being bashed by a, a girl, um, I walked into a fighter's gym. Right. I was 21. And for me, that was a bit of a pinnacle moment. And I don't know, since then, I've just had this beautiful respect for fighters, um, their journey, their resilience, their mindset. And for yourself, you know, I feel like a lot of listeners would love to hear more about your fighter's journey, where you've come from. Yeah. And again, like, this is not about me. Like, I just want to. Yeah that people hear your story as a fighter and what you've been through. Like I walked into the gym when I was 21 because I was bashed. But for you, it's like, how did you become a fighter? Like what was your story? So same, I've got a, I've got a bit of a mad story growing up. Well, I grew up in an area, you know, in, in Dublin, a really rough area called Ballymon. Yeah, it was it was um, hit with a heroin epidemic in, in the late 80s and early 90s. So it was a really rough area. Fortunately enough, I am, you know, with my parents, a lovely family, and uh, you know, I was brought up great. But in Ballymun, you 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 were you were in fights very regularly, and it was a really tough area, and you had to learn to fight. Um, you know, growing up with a group of friends, you'd get into scuffles and fights with other groups and stuff, and uh, it was a bit rough growing up through you know through the years. But uh, eventually, I I. I found a video of UFC one, um, which was you know many many years ago, and I uh, watched that and I fell in love with, with with mixed martial arts. I seen this this guy, Bruce Gracie, very very skinny guy like myself, go in and he had the ability to beat these really big guys, and I was like, you know what, well, I'd love to learn that, and uh, you know really really learn how to defend myself properly. Um, so I went searching for a uh, for a gym, couldn't find one anywhere. Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't very. Um, it wasn't done back in in, in Ireland. You know, there was nobody teaching yeah. mixed martial arts. I managed to find a, a small gym, a couple of guys training, and uh, those those guys that were training was was what turned out to be my my head coach, John Cavanagh. Um, yeah, I started training on the ham. Fell in love with it. You know, I was I was addicted straight away. Um, and I just I gave it everything. In the meantime, I was walking as well, a part time job, driving forklifts and. So I was getting up at getting up at six a.m. driving driving the forklift till about three p.m. Then I was driving into town, uh, doing my doing my training with John, going on teaching classes. Then later on, uh, in the evening, and then back to training again. So it it was it was it was tough, but as I said earlier, when when you when you love something, you're willing to make those sacrifices. And um, within a year or so, I was fighting professionally. And, you know, before I knew it, I was all in. I, I I quit the job. I remember it was a decent enough job. I was I was um I was I was asked to, to take a promotion, and it would have been decent money. And I remember talking talk, talking to the to the boss, and I was I was like, "Says I'm going to take this promotion. You know, be good for you. You know, you move up the ladder." And I was like, "No, I'm going to give it up. I'm going to become a mixed martial artist." And he was like, "What even is that?" I says, "It's cage fighting." He says, "That's crazy." He says, "You've a good job here. Are you mad?" And I was like, I just went on my go. I, I went with what I loved and um, became a professional fighter for a very high level for, for many, many years. Um, you know, I was, I was regarded as, as one of the best in the country and one of the best in Europe for, for a long time. And uh, eventually, Chase, what happened then was uh, I, I, I was fighting. I was about to get, I was close to being signed to the UFC. That was my, that was the goal I set out when I, when I wanted to fight. I said, I want to get to the UFC. I want to get enough money to buy a house and I'll be happy. 
my my last fight, I was fighting a, a, a really, really high-level guy. I lost, I lost in the third round, but I, I fought very well in the fight. I thought I could have, could have won. Anyway, I remember, um, I remember putting up on Facebook. I was like, you know, I lost this fight, but, uh, you know, I've learned a lot. And I know for a fact when I come back, I'm, I'm going to make it to the UFC. Connor was at the making it to the UFC just, I think, a month or two previously. So I was pretty yeah. motivated. And then, uh, then I, I found out I had a couple of injuries and fortunately then I was forced to retire, which was, um. Uh, Heartbreaking, uh, you know. You, you set a goal out. You, you dedicate your whole life to to this one goal, and then unfortunately, it gets gets taken away from you. And um, so, we spent about six or seven months trying to trying to find ways around it, talking to doctors, talking to the people about the injuries, and seeing if we could, you know, get around them. And fortunately, it just it wasn't to be. So after about six or six months of ban. Um, trying to find a way around it I, I had to accept that uh, it, the point career was over um, and then I, I was at a kind of crossroads I was like the way the way go back to do you know and uh, you know an everyday job or whatever or do we try and veer off and, and, and keep keep in the same sport and I, I try and find a new path and, and that's when I decided to um, become a coach you know it felt it felt natural enough to go from fighting I was always coaching in the gym but um, yeah, kind of, it was a natural progression for me to go from fire to a coach. To be completely honest, you know, I started working with, with, with Conrad. Um, I was a sparring partner with Conrad for many years, and when I, when I became a coach, I, I, I took up the role of his his strike coach. And you know, the rest is kind of history. Now we've, we've been on a it's, it's been a wild ride for for the last fifteen years. You know, on 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 uh, I'm very grateful to, 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 for the career I've had, you know, both as a fighter and, and as a coach now, currently. I want to connect the dot. Yeah. So many beautiful yeah. moments. Uh, yeah. First off, the town you grew up, yeah. you said it was no, uh, was it heroin, did you say? Yeah, so Ballymon, if, you know, people from Dublin and people from Ireland would know that Ballymon was a really, really um, a disadvantaged area. Um, heroin came into, into, into the area. In the uh, late eighties and nineties, and you know, people didn't yeah. really know where it was. You know, kids were just trying it once off, and before you knew it, they, the whole place was overrun with heroin. A lot of um, a lot right. of addicts all over the street, and a lot of people not walking and stuff. And yeah, uh, it was, it was, it was really. It, I'm not going to say it was tough. It was a rough area, but uh, yeah, best memories I had growing up in Ballymore. The community was always great. The people were great, but just you know, unfortunately, um. You know, there wasn't a lot of war for people and, and, and drugs hit the area and, uh, and people got caught up in it. And, it, you know, it was hard. You know, a lot of a lot of my friends now, a lot of the lads I, I, I grew up with, you know, most of them are, are, are dead, you know, from, from drug, drug, uh, drug abuse or they're, they're in prison or, you know. So I don't don't see many of my friends anymore. If maybe one, two, two friends that I, I grew up around my life that kind of, when I made her out, uh, unscathed. But, you know, I think, I think, I think going from that, it, it builds character, it, it, it builds that resilience, you know, you also come up from an area like that, you, you kind of grow up with a bit of a chip on your shoulders and um, you're kind of yeah. not expected to do much. So you're able to kind of prove everybody wrong. But, you know, a lot of, a lot of great people came from, from, from where I came from. Yeah. 
Wayne, how often have you said, I spent my whole life studying, I've been to school my whole life, and I've actually learned nothing that teaches me the tools and strategies to build a successful business in the outside world. You've probably spent thousands of dollars on courses, or you've heard fake news from business gurus. Well, I'm here to give this incredible news to everyone here right now that this is Queen Stream University. Get out of debt and actually start making money in the online space knowing and having the foundations to build a successful business. Now I'm talking because I have gone through the trenches. I have been a fitness coach, built my online business as a pro athlete, and now I am a business coach. You'll go from having absolutely no idea what your business is through in the eight weeks, learn the foundations of knowing what your purpose is, your vision and mission, and also understanding your business values with the execution to know what that business is. You'll also learn branding, social media, content strategy, marketing, and more importantly, how to sell. With Queenstream University, it'll cut out the bullshit and remove all the fluff and get you working specifically on your business so you can execute this in eight weeks to get ready to learn. I wanted you to have something where you get to access something straight away, where you get to fast track your growth, as well as remove any doubt, any overwhelming sensation or stress, or the question that everyone seems to ask, where do I begin? With Queenstream University, you'll be able to build wealth, freedom, and at the end of the day, be an entrepreneur and be able to say, I have finally built my own thing my own business and I've stopped making money for someone else and I'm now making money for my own empire. Queen Stream University. You know, you said prove people wrong. Um, yeah. My uh, my upbringing was um, a little bit rough as well and I'm, I'm half German, half Brazilian. Okay. And um, European background, my, my grandma was very much wanting me to be you know, a doctor, a scientist, you know, I, I started in the professional industry as a classical trained dancer, actor, moved into fitness. Um, and so when I told her, I was like, this is what I want to be, you know, she was very, very uh, disappointed. So I don't know what your, you said you had a beautiful childhood, which mm. I think is beautiful. Yeah. You know, your parents probably supported your journey or what well, was that like? They, they didn't really yeah. know what it was down. It was crazy. My mom was like, I used to come. I used to come in after a training session with like a black eye and busted nose and split lip and she's like, Oh, what do you do? What's going on here? Like I says, I'm doing mixed martial arts, I'm gonna be a fire. And she said, Oh, please, do not keep that open. You know, go 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 back to college or whatever. I was going I was, I was scheduled to go into college just when I finished school. Uh, I was pretty good at uh, uh, animation and stuff like that. I liked drawing and stuff. And uh, she wanted me to do that, but it just wasn't for me, you know, but I used to come in every day and my dad was like, what is wrong with you? We're going in there getting punched around every day of the week for, for what? We weren't getting paid. The money was terrible, but it wasn't really about the money. But, you know, my mom and dad always supported me no matter what. And although they, they went too eager for me to, to, to do mixed martial arts, you know, they, they got behind me and, 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 and um, supported me either way, you know. That's beautiful. And I think that's a massive thing there, you know, the fact that you were supported throughout your journey, you found mixed martial arts, you know, at what point, and I bring this up because I don't know if people were born to be fighters or, you know, you can become a fighter based on 
you know, discipline, commitment, hard work, um, that drive. And I know you speak a lot about belief. Was that something that was always in there with you when you found this? Oh, yeah. You know what? It was weird. Even growing up as a kid, now my brother and my older brother and all, he was, he done traditional martial arts. So he was, he was a brown belt. And I tried that when I was a kid for a little bit. I liked it, but I fell out over it. And then I, 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 I took up uh, soccer. I played soccer for a good few years. It was half decent playing, playing soccer. I played for my local team, the Ballymore. Did okay. And then, um, then eventually I took a few years off sports, went out and acted the mess a little bit around Ballymore. Got into a little bit of trouble there and there, but until my age And then obviously fell back into, uh, into mixed martial arts. But always growing up as a kid, I always had this belief. I always loved martial arts. I always watched you know, Bruce Lee and stuff like that. But in my head, I always thought I was the best fighter ever, like. And, and I hadn't yeah. got a clue with, I didn't know how to fight. But in my mind, I, I, I was like, I could just do this and do that. Now, when I started mixed martial arts, I found out that I actually couldn't fight pretty quickly. But, uh, you know, the belief was kind of there, you know. Um, yeah. And I, I, I think we all have that. I, I think it's, I, I don't know what it is, but in my mind, it was like, I used to say trying to prove everybody else wrong, but I think you know realistically it was I was trying to prove to myself that I could, yeah. I I could do these things. I could, you know, I could set a goal and achieve it, and uh, and uh, and that was kind of inherent. That was in me, you know. So I think a lot of fighters have that. I mean, um, I think it's ninety percent of your fights you've won, which yeah. is exci- exciting. Yeah. Um, how did John? Um, Kavana come about in your life? So same again. I met met John. That that one day I was looking for a gym and I walked into this into this gym and uh, a couple of big guys there and then um, I'm, I'm, I was in kind of 60, 60 odd kilos. So I was a small skinny kid and I seen a small guy about sixty five close to my way and I was like, nah, I'll try and try and go against this fella. He looks small. I could I reckon I could take him. That turned out to be John and I was like, John, can I? I was like, how are you doing, pal? Can I? Match up with you, and he's like, "No, we're gonna go with the big guys." I was like, "Oh, who, who does this fella think he is?" And then I watched him, and he just submitted everybody within seconds. And I was like, "Thank God, I, I, I dodged the bullet there." I went over talking to him, and we had a mutual friend called Dave Roach, who was well known in Ballymont, where I grew up. Uh, where I grew up, he's known to be a good street fighter. And Dave introduced me to him, and Tommy had a gym in Fibsbury, and. Uh, I went out to Fibsbury. I started training with John. You know, John was phenomenal. Yeah. He's a very intelligent, uh, very intelligent coach, very smart. And uh, I was training on the end for a couple of couple of months, I think it was. Couldn't really afford to do it. You know, I was, I was scrimping and scraping to a five recession every, every, and I was trying to get up there every day, twice a day. So I was, I was trying my best to pay every session. I, I asked Dave to ask John, could he, could he do me a better deal? John, John always laughs about this. He was like, "Oh, you were paying little, little or nothing, and you still wanted another deal." So John came back to me and he was like, "I tell you what, if you if you if you clean the mats, clean the gym once a week, you can train for free." So I done that for a few years. Came up, cleaned the mats, did a really terrible job of it, and uh, John John led me away with with the fees. And then before before long, you know, we could see he could see how dedicated I was. He could see that. You know, that twinkle in the eye that I, I was here to stay and I wanted to go places. Uh, so he gave me a, a, a job teaching the kids' classes uh, once or twice a week. 
And, you know, from then on, I, you know, I was, I, I'm sure he was sick of seeing me on the mat. I was, I was there 24 seven, you know, okay. every morning session, every evening session, then teach it. And, you know, the relationship grew and, uh, you know, he's, he's been my coach ever since, you know, great, great coach, a uh, great mentor, a uh, great friend, you know. Um, when you said, <laughs> cause I'm five, two, I'm a very little human being and I'm Southport by the way. Just so, so you know. I love it. So um, so when you're coming up to him and going, you know, I want to like spar or fight you, like it, how big is he? And it, compared to your height, like you're uh, quite tall. Too, right? No, John is more height. I think we might be a yeah. tiny bit shorter than me. So he, he's, he's not, he's not that intimidating until you see him on the mat. Like he's a, he's a very friendly guy, very nice guy, you know, real happy go lucky. And it's weird because you could, you know, and the flip of the switch, he could, he could kill you in, in an instant. So, but, um, very approachable guy, very nice guy. And, uh, mm-hmm. I think he was just looking at me because I would have been a lot skinnier back then. And he's like, you know, this kid from Ballymore, you know, thinks he's going to go all the way. But John always says like, you know, he doesn't judge people straight off the bat. You know, people yeah. are always asking, um, you know, did, did this guy have it from day one? And he's like, you know, people have, Lots of lots of talents at the start, but yeah, you know, come back at me in six or seven months, and if they're still there, then I can, I can, yeah, I can have a better yeah. assessment. Then, you know, I'd say that was the case with me. You know, we seen I, I never left left the mat as soon as he said, "Oh, you clean the mats once a week, and you can train every session." I, I trained every session, no, without without a doubt, you know, and and I think he could see that that uh, determination in me, you know. I think that's a big message there because a lot of people say they want to be number one. They want to be a successful fighter. They want to be professional. Um, yeah. They want to obviously win the title, but then there's the talk, but then it's walk, the walk, yeah. you know, yeah. which for you, I know you talk a lot about the commitment level and the belief and all that kind of stuff and proving your worth. Yeah. Um, for yourself, when it came to obviously being that professional fighter, that first moment, you know, what was your greatest greatest pinnacle moment that you really remember that you hold to your heart and what was one of your hardest times as a fighter too? You know, every day as a fighter, especially when you're starting out, is tough, you know. It's it's a real, it's a battle of the mind because it's okay going in and getting, you know, you start out and you're, you're at the bottom of the barrel. Everyone everyone there is, is, is training a little bit longer than you and you go in and you get submitted and you go home and you have to look at yourself in the mirror, you know, because we all... We all look at ourselves in the mirror thinking that, you know, we're the best of this and best of that, blah, blah, blah. But the thing is, with mixed martial arts, you have to go in and prove it on the mat every day. And, and your ego gets tested on a daily basis and you get humbled on a daily basis. Yeah. And, you know, at the, at the start, you know, I got submitted. I don't, you know, can't count how many times I've been submitted over the first six or seven months of training. And you have to grow up every day and, you know, you don't want to do it. You don't want to go in there and get beat up again. But you have to, you have to look at yourself in the mirror and say, look, this is where it's going to take, you know, you're going to have to, you're going to have to take the falls in order to, you know, to climb that, to climb the ladder, you know. And um, I think that the pinnacle moment for me was, was proving to myself early on in my career that I could do it, that I could get up every morning after losing a thousand times. Um, and, and face it again, and face it again, and not be not be deterred, and not not you know not be taken back too much by your losses. I think I think we um 
I think a lot of the time, uh, people people would be afraid to even start with with the fear of of losing, you know. And this is this is something that I always um I always keep in my mind. I try and teach my kids as well. Like you have to go out, get comfortable with with losing, okay? Because it's on the other side of your losses, on the other side of that fear and that failure, that all the success is, you know. So for me, early on in my career, you know, one of those pinnacle moments was proving to myself that I could stick this out, you know, because it yeah. was very tough at the start, and you know, your ego gets gets beat up. So for me, after six or seven months, still being on the mat, I was like, okay, I can do this now. Then it's about yeah. setting little attainable goals, like this guy. Let's say I'm rolling with this guy, and he topped me within ten seconds. I would go home that night, and I was like, I promise you going to take him at least 11 seconds to catch me tomorrow and then it you know took him 11 seconds then it's like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna get to three minutes of the round he's not gonna catch me for three minutes and then he doesn't catch me for three minutes then it's like i'm gonna be on the attack for half of this round the next time so we used to have these little small little goals and i just yeah. try my best to attain them you know before you know it you're like okay this round now i'm gonna get this going i'm gonna hopefully submit up and then you eventually submit them and then you you pick your next your next goal um, so, yeah, one of those, one of those, you, one of the pinnacle moments is, you know, proving to myself that I could stick it out. But if I've had so many highlights, you know, um, getting my black belt in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, and it's it's funny, uh, Connor just got his, his black belt last night. So, now if he sees this, congratulations. I already wish him a big congratulations, but it's been, uh, been a long road for him as well. But getting your black belt is a huge achievement. It's, yeah, it, it takes a long time. It took me about fifteen years, I think, to get my black belt, um, and that's it. You know, day in, day out on the mat, and uh, uh, it just, it, it just, you know, it shows that with, with dedication, hard work, and perseverance, you know, everything is attainable. Um, so, getting my black belt would have been another uh, really, really um, pinnacle moment for me, and a huge moment, a huge moment uh, in my career. You know. So to give you a bit of context, I I want to share this because I feel like it's so important for, Peter, for people to hear this. You know, we want success yesterday, right? Yeah. Um, I'm an impatient person and I know this, yet I just love what you just explained around, you know, your your willingness, not only just like being so humble in the moment and letting not your ego take over, which I can tell you now that has been a moment where when I reach a level of success, I'm like, oh, you know, watch me go. And then yeah. something happens and it just sort of brings me down. And it's almost like a realization in a moment for the universe to go, you know, tomorrow, like, you know, stay authentic, stay true to yourself. Um, a lot of people want success all the time and they're not willing to do the work. They're not willing yeah. to be patient. Perseverance is key. Uh, the fact that Connor just got his black belt recently for yourself, yeah. it's been 15 years. Um, there's this quote that I read the other day. I think it was something like uh, a famous runner, you know, trained four years to win a, a race I that he, you know, built, built, beat a world record of nine seconds yeah. and people give up, yeah. um, you know, in life or in, in businesses or in fight after four months of not getting anywhere. Um, when it comes to the advice for people listening around perseverance and continuing on, because, you know, you became professional fighter after one year. Yeah. And then, then it was kind of like, well, you still had to earn your stripe. You still had to keep going. Yeah. You know, how did you still keep that ego down? You know, working with Connor McGregor, yeah. 
you know, being where you are now, but still being humble, st- still true to yourself, still being like, well, you know, you have to start from the beginning, work your way up to be to be where you want to be. What's the advice you give to young entrepreneurs out there? You know, they want the success now, but yeah, they are not. You know, unfortunately, it doesn't come overnight. You know, there is no overnight yeah. success. It just doesn't happen. Overnight yeah. success, yeah. It, people don't see what's what's done behind the scenes. And um, anything worth, worth having is, you know, you have to work hard for, for it, you know. Um, for me, you know, it took me, as I said, 15 years to get my black belt, which, you know, was over the middle bit. You know, it, you know, I became a professional within a year, but that was realistically, that was only because you had to fight professional. There was no other amateur saying back, back in the day, but I still fought for, for 10 years and I won and I lost in those, in, uh, in those 10, 10 to 15 years of, of competing as a professional fighter. I still learned my stripes and I still got up every day and, you know, got submitted by my teammates and beat them sometimes and lost sometimes and you know it's it's up and down and, and life is up and down and and business is up and down everything there is no there is no you know straight trajectory to the top you climb you fall a little bit you climb you fall a little bit you climb you fall a little bit but i think if you if you stay true to yourself you you know you give it a hundred percent it's something that i always i always done i, I always look at myself in the mirror whether I whether I failed in, in in certain things, which I failed a lot, and you know I, I've I've succeeded, but I failed probably a lot more than I've succeeded. But I always look at myself in the mirror and I say, like, did I give it a hundred percent? You know, and it really, yeah. I really um do this now with Connor. Like Connor, Connor fights on the biggest stage, and you know there's a lot of pressure. You know, although you know as a professional fighter, there was a lot of pressure. It's different when you're coaching. You know. Uh, you know, the biggest draw in sports entertainment, you know, and the biggest draw in, in combat sports. Um, you know, just, you know, five or six million pay-per-view boys, there's there's 20,000 people in the arena, it's going out worldwide and, and a lot of pressure on, but I always look at myself in the mirror and I say, oh, did you give it 100%, you know, with the opponent? Did you watch all the tape? Did you, did you study the, the, the openings, did you study the attacks that he and you know, come with? You know, did you make every session? Were you present in every session? Were you focused? Were you, you know, did you ever take your eye on the ball, off the ball? No. So, you know, I go in to every, everything that I, I, I do, whether it's coaching, whether it was pointing, and now with it being, you know, the businesses that I set up, I gave it 100%. And if, if I say, if I can honestly look myself in the mirror and say I gave it 100%, then that's all you can do. Sometimes we fail, you know, but you get up the next morning and you go, you, you, you try again or you, 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 you look at the, the problem, the mistakes that you made, you look for a solution sure. and then you, you apply the solution and you go again and you just keep doing it. And that's, that's it. Um, it's, it's, it is a, it's a tough road, but I just think if, if, if you can give it a hundred percent, then look at yourself honestly in the mirror and say you gave it a hundred percent, you have to ask for more than that, you know? I love that because it's, Question a lot of people don't realize you know, they think I should have won, I should have been the number one, and then it's that. Well, but actually, did you do all the steps, yeah. the, the tools, the strategies? And, and that, I, thank you for bringing, and even, <laughs> even, even at that, you know, you can give it a hundred percent, you can do it all. No, you know, you can have a perfect training camp, you know, you can have you, you can set up your business 
do everything perfect at, you know, sometimes it just doesn't work out. And especially in fighting, fighting can be very cruel. Like, uh, you can go in with your A game and you can have the best camp. And just sometimes the other guy gets the win. And I always tell my fighters and tell people not to, not to focus on, on the on the the result of the fight because you, it's yeah. it's out of your hands. You can't you can you can't you can't determine whether you're gonna win or lose. But what you can focus on is whether you're gonna give it a hundred percent or whether you have given it a hundred percent. and I just I just I, I I take that into everyday life. You know, the really? new businesses that I'm involved in been up and down and very rocky as well, and they still are. But I get up every morning. I, I have my game, I have my, my things to do, I do them, or I go to bed, I, 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 I review everything, I set my next couple of goals, I get up the next morning and I do them and I do it every day and if you do that, most of the time it works out. The needle moves and it's a big message because um, failure is feedback and I but, find that more and more and you can probably relate, like the more we fail, it's like great, yeah. but. There's some more work yeah. for me to do here. Yeah. What is it? Um, before I go into obviously, you know, more about how you and Conor McGregor came about, I really just want to touch more around because I've been through being a professional um, dancer, professional athlete in bodybuilding yeah. and veering coaching. I know that was a massive change for myself. It was almost like an old part of me died for me to be born into becoming a coach now, obviously a new purpose in life. Yeah, I felt that. Uh, yeah, right? Yep. How was that for you, transitioning, obviously, from a professional fighter, yeah. letting go? And I, I love that, that you tried every single thing. Like, you're like, you know, not, I'm taking no, yeah. not, not taking no an answer. You know what? As I said, it was, it was that, it was that, that was my goal, you know, when you, when you set a goal and you're there, I was, I was right there. I was, I was, I was ready to go. I had the guy, I had the gloves on and I was ready to do it. And then I got whipped out from underneath my feet and. You know, it was a dark time as well for me. It was really, um, I was, I, you know, I was very upset. I, I didn't know where to go. I was lost. I was talking to my wife and, you know, young kids at the time. And it, everything based on this, you know, I I'd, I'd put all the eggs in one basket and it got, uh, it got whipped out for mom and Amy. But then you have to, you have to be able to adapt. And, and adaptability is another, another crucial, um, a crucial, uh, thing to have when 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 you're in business you know things things mm. are always going to go smoothly and sometimes you start on this road and you end up on it on a, a completely different path and this is what happened to me i i set out to be a professional fighter and i became a, a very highly successful professional coach but just getting back to the transition you know one 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 thing i found was i always still wanted to fight i would be in the cage and i was like I'd love to get in and do it. I'd love to be doing it myself. And it took a long time for for, for that that to kind of subside. And then the, the other thing is, whatever about being a, a fighter, um, I think individual sports and especially individual combat sports, I think we're a bit selfish. I don't I don't class myself as selfish, but when you do a sport by yourself, it's all on you. You get all the glory, but you have to do all the work, so it's a it's a it's a good trade off. And when yeah. you're fighting for yourself, you know that's all on you. And for me, when you you know, I'll give it a hundred percent. I'll leave it all in there. But then when you become a coach, tell your hands. So it's it's a little bit more difficult. It's like you feel all the same nerves, but you you haven't got you haven't got control. 
you, you can't go in there and do it for them. So it's like, it's like letting your child off into the, into the big bad world. And all you can do is fall back on your prep, fall back on, did I give it everything? Did I, did I do all my due diligence with, with, with this opponent? Did we do the research? Did we get to go our, 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 for our prep as best as we can? Did the four give it a hundred percent? And if you tick all those boxes, then you go in and you roll the dice and, and, and you, you just fall back on, on your prep and, and I hope that uh, it sees you through. And as I said, you know, when most of the time it will see you through, you know. I think there was an episode I was listening to you and you're like, you just want to jump in and be like, if I was the fighter, but I'm the coach yeah. and I just can't. I'm only going to do a forum. Yeah, I'll jump in and I'll, I'll, I'll do it. It's, it is crazy, but. You know, this, and it took a long time for me to get used to that. You know, I've been coaching now for retired. So I'm 40 now. So, um, yeah, I retired when I was 29. So I'm coaching full time 11 years now. So, and I still, I still want to jump into the cage and, uh, and, uh, and help my, help my guys. Yeah. Sounds like you're still like a young soul at heart when it yeah. comes to that, which means there's so much more for you to give, right? Yeah. 100%, man. On, on, on. I'm going to be on this, uh, on this train till the wheels fall off, I suppose. Yeah, I don't see you stopping. And it's very inspiring. I, I really like resonate so much with that. Yeah. And I feel, you know, obviously coming into maybe your true purpose was to be this professional coach. And, you know, you coming into, you know, notorious Conor McGregor, which like, fuck me dead. Sorry for swearing. <laughs> but does that ever go, like, do you still just go, like, what? Yeah. Like, thank you, universe, but fuck. Like, how did that all come about? Yeah, it just, you know what? As I said, Connor started, Connor came into the gym a couple of years after me and very young, young, young kid, good, good boxing. Yeah. <laughs> very confident, you know. And, you know, although, you know, I, I, I was confident in my ability and I was confident in the fact that I, you know, you know, I put the walk in, I was good. Connor came in with like, this confidence. From day one, yeah. and uh, he was he was on, he was uh, just you know he just believed he, he he would go in he had no jujitsu or anything like that so he, he he was a good boxer but he had no other skills. Oh, you know, within a couple of months he, he same again he was dedicated he turned up every time, but um, the Oaks had that belief and within a couple of months he started getting good at jujitsu and started getting getting good at his wrestling and before you knew it he was he was just really good everywhere. I know he was finishing yeah. off. I was coming to the end of my career. Um, both southpaws. So we would have done a lot of pad work with him. And um, while, we were, while we were still training together, and I, I, I just took up the role as, as the, the pad man on the striking coaching. I could, we could always see that he, he had something, something extra. And then with, with, that, with the good work ethic and, um, you know, with the good work ethic, we knew we could go far. And, you know, we had this belief. And I think, I think his belief kind of, uh, you know, brushed off on all of us. It was kind of was forced to get to the UFC. And then after he got to the UFC, about five or six guys from the same, from the same group that was training together, they all got signed to the UFC. He kind of brought, you know, he opened the doors for everyone in Ireland and, 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 and kept them open and, you know, the floodgates were open and all the orders came in. But just looking over the, over, over the, the years of, of coaching, it's it's been a it's been a crazy journey, you know. As I said, I came from yeah. Ballymore, and you're not expected to 
you're not expected to do much. Uh, you're, you know, you're not expect, expected to smell Ballymore realistically, you know. And here's me, you know, traveling the world, you know, on private jets and, you know, yachts, super yachts and, you know, cornering in the biggest fights, uh, you know, of the last 10, 15 years. You know, a a list celebrities everywhere, and it was just it was just it's just bizarre. And I look back now, and I'm like, I can't believe the life I've lived. And um, you know, there's a bit of luck involved, but I, I think luck finds you when you when you when you when you, when you work very hard. You know, I've always worked very hard, and I, I think that's why I've I've, I've you know I've achieved what I have, and that's why I've been part of of this this crazy journey. You know. You know, it's interesting, you know, because when you find someone like him, a uh, strong character has this belief yeah. and you watch it in movies and, you know, you see this person come along and they may not have the, the best skill set, but they have that fire. They have that certainty and belief. Yeah. Um, and I know you had that yourself when your coach saw that in you. Yeah. So it's kind of like, you know, obviously a lot of now fighters come along and they have the same sort of maybe belief and whatnot, like, but obviously there was that special something in him yeah. that you saw, and it probably reflected a lot in what you saw in yourself yeah. and what your group saw in you. So yeah. what was, I guess, that, that uh, spark that you, you, you know saw? what? I think, like, ev- like, everyone can come into a gym and, you know, say that they're going to be uh, the best fighter in the world. But it, it all yeah. falls, and it's great to have that belief in yourself. Um, yeah, but that's nothing unless you walk out. And you know what? Whatever about Connor's belief in the in the beginning, or my belief, or every fighter's belief, start to have that belief when you get beat up every day for for the first year or two of your life, and it, it'll all fall back to the perseverance and trust in the process. Nothing happens yeah. overnight, and unfortunately, you know, you know, kids these days, you know, we we're looking for instant gratification, and. You know, you get it from your phone, you, you know, you get a couple of likes on your picture, you get a couple of likes on TikTok and, you know, it's, it's almost instant gratification. But all, all the stuff that's, you know, that's worthwhile, all the meaningful stuff, you know, that all comes from hard work and trust in the process and, and, and knowing that, uh, if, if you, if you get up every morning, you know, you, you fail a few times, you look at the problem, you look at the mistake, you find a solution to that mistake, you go back in at the same uh, problem with that solution, you go with it again. If you keep doing that every day of the week, you will succeed. Uh, the belief, yeah, it's great that kind of had the belief, but it was, it's always down to the, the work ethic that he put in. One thing that he, he, he done more than most people was he would train, you know, two or three times a day, but then he would yeah. be watching tape nonstop. Visualizing, yeah. you know, moves and stuff like that, twenty four seven. So you do you do six hours of training till in the morning, till in the afternoon, till in the evening. He's doing six hours of physical training, and then he's watching tape for six hours. So he's, he was still double the walk. You know what I mean? And you know these these saying out visualization. You know the brain fires the same kind of synapses and um as it would as as if he were doing physical walk. You know. So I think the visualization part of things, and he visualized himself winning the belt way before he won the belt. I remember having a conversation with him after Jose Aldo defended the belt, and he was like, Jose Aldo was the best fighter in, in the world at the time, pound for pound, and I talked to him on the mat. I was like, what do you think? 
Faldo last night, it was phenomenal. He was like, because I, I, I'm going to, I'd knock him out. I will knock him out. And I was like, I thought he was a bit mad. I was like, Jesus, like, Connor, you're, you're not even a world champion yourself. Yeah. You're not even in the UFC and you, you think you're going to knock him out. He's like, and the same thing. He's like, so I, I, I see myself catching him and knocking him out. Four yeah. years down the line, you know, we're in the cage and he does it in 12 seconds. So I think maybe, maybe visualization is, is something that he done a little bit more than everybody else. Um, and, you know, a lot of the time you put it out to the universe. Uh, you speak it into existence it's something that he does as well speaks it out loud uh, speaks it into existence puts the hard work in behind the scenes and makes it happen you know um, a lot of stuff just came up because um, for myself my dad was in the military so growing up for me as a, prof- as a little girl for, me, for him it was like if you're not number one if you're not in front of you know your dance recital you're yeah. a failure so I I used to have this resentment against him for being yeah. so hard on me. Yeah. And I look back and oh, you know what? I'm really grateful that I had that someone backing me. And I mean, it's yeah. not the most healthiest, right? But I feel like that sort of creates this high achiever level, a lot of pressure on myself. But then, you know, I execute things, yeah. whatever. Whereas for him, and I love this because there's the manifestation behind it with obviously a lot of people do utilize that, but then it's the action that comes with it. Um, and then I have to be honest with you, um, Owen, I watched his documentary and before that I was a little bit, I want to say, I don't want to say I was judging him, but, you know, he had this way of um, portraying himself. But when you watch his documentary, there was obsession, there was discipline. But I reflect back on what I was going through as a child and what my dad used to do. And I go, well, fuck, like that, look where he is now. Like he he was a leader, he had discipline, he had resilience, yeah. he just, he believed in himself everything that a person would want in themselves um do you have a did you have the same obsession in you when it came to you being a fighter as well as a coach um and advice to other people when it comes to being in that sort of mindset yeah i did yeah you know i i think it goes back to um trying to prove to yourself that you can do i don't know what it was in me i always I, maybe I was a bit, you know, I wasn't, growing up as a kid, I probably probably wasn't the most confident. And, yeah. you know, I, I, I would be a little bit quiet and stuff like that. But I, I always wanted to prove that I could, I, I, I could be good at something or good at whatever I did, you know. And, and the only way I found that I could be good was by outworking people. And, yeah. and, and for me, the belief came with the, with the work ethic. And, I think yep. it was the opposite of Connor, or maybe he just he he worked very hard, knowing that, and then he had the belief before he met him. But for for Connor, he had the belief from day one. Went in yeah. and he, um, you know, I'm going to be the world champion. Day one for me, I didn't have the belief. It was it was with the work ethic I got the belief, and um, yeah. So I, I think there's a good contrast between myself and himself. Um, he, he believed and then walked with that belief. I walked hard and got the belief from me, you know. So, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. And how is he now? You know, obviously with what he's been through, um, I'd love to know more about your oh, – so many questions. I want to talk about your training camp, your business goals, your careers. Mm. Um, is there anything that yeah. he's working on? Yeah, well, we're, 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 we're going into camp now, hopefully, hopefully for a fight towards the end of the year or maybe early next yeah. year, you know. Um, 
were scheduled to fight um, uh, Michael Chandler. We were on the, the TV show, The Ultimate Fire, there recently. And, uh, you know, so the two teams fought. We got we got one uh, one one champion, and they got another champion. So, and then Connor and, and Chandler are supposed to, to fight each other in, in the coming right. months. So, you'll get back in the camp. He's just started camp now, you know. That, that'll go on till Christmas or maybe a little bit after Christmas. So that's that's the next goal. But um, you know, touching back on the on the the documentary, um, I think it's I think I think it's great to give people a look into you know the more human side of Connor. Connor is this superstar, and he's um, you know, you know, he wears the suits and he's flashy and he's got the boats and the cars and all of that, and it all looks like fun and games. And then you see what he's what he's went through on the background. With injuries and and you know leg breaks and you know being very low and hitting rock bottom and climbing back up, you know that takes uh, that takes so much um you know guts to, to be able to do that like it's it's very hard for you to be you know the whole world is watching you you know wherever about or anyone else you know you're fighting you do there's pressure on you but there's no pressure like the pressure that he's under. And you know yeah. he, he he manages to to carry it all on his back, um, and with all the injuries, with all the lows, he still turns up. He still puts it all on the line, and still goes out and manages to perform. And um, and I just I did the documentary. I really enjoyed enjoyed it because it really showed the more human side of him. And uh, I think I think a lot of more people can relate to him now as well. Yeah. So yeah, I just you know I I thought he did a really good job on that doc. I I have to be completely honest. I loved it, and and I actually want to be completely transparent. Like I I never want to judge anyone based yeah. on not knowing them, you know. And I think it's such a big thing to talk about. Like who am I to say and judge yeah. someone who works hard is yeah. a world champion twice, yeah. has a family, yeah. um, trains as much as he does, and having you there as well, you know, it's again like a massive testament to what you said before. Yeah, work ethic, commitment, yeah. resilience, being a good person, yeah. discipline. And perseverance. So I, I have to say thank you so much, so yeah. much for bringing that up because people are very quick to judge and, you know, can point the finger and say, oh, this and that, but look at everything that he's done and yourself too. Yeah, yeah. And I guess you said, you just touched back on it there. There isn't, there is no secret to it. It, it yeah. just comes down to hard work. Hard work. Like, obviously, you know, preparation is, is huge as well. You have to, yeah, off the plan, you know, like like anything, you know, if 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 it's if it's a fight, you gotta you gotta look at the problem, you gotta you gotta look at the fire, look at the the threats he poses, you gotta look at solutions for those problems, you gotta put a plan in place, you gotta come up with these right. strategies to 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 beat this opponent, you gotta you gotta put it to practice in the gym, you'll have some success with certain things, you'll have failures with other things, you make it few adjustments. You go back to the drawing board, you do it again, and eventually you come up with this plan that you think is going to succeed, and then you throw it out into the world, or into the case on on, on in my parts, and you, you you roll the dice on it. When you're in the cage, you get lawyer feedback as well, and I I think that 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 transcends sport. You know that would be the same in life. You know. You make mistakes, you, you you do stupid things, you learn from mistakes, you come back, you, you improve on them, you same with business. It's it's all the same, you know. It's and, 
you have to have um, you have to be willing. I always say to my kids as well, you have to get used to failing. You know, you look at the failures, you find a solution, you you go back in and uh, you you find a solution to that problem, you put it back to practice, and and hopefully, hopefully you succeed. You know. Hey, beautiful kings and queens, are you right now in a space where you're ready to take action and build your business, yet you struggle where to begin? You're feeling stuck and overwhelmed with all the things you need to do when it comes to building a business. Build the business of your dreams in the online space and be in the arena of all the incredible, great humans out there that are building seven to eight figure businesses. Now, the foundations that I truly believe in that you are going to learn through this membership is sales, marketing, content creation, social media, money mindset, and of course, branding. Now, all of this will be accessible for you to be learning what is currently hot right now in the market and how you can create your own business and build a successful business in the online space. All you have to do right now is DM Empire in my Instagram or email myself and my team and we will get the ball rolling so you can have your empire and start making moves in the online space going into business yeah uh, superhuman <laughs> yeah. um you've built a lot of you've, you've got a training camp tell me more about you know the path you've now taken you know your goals as well obviously there's a massive and and this is why i love obviously because i'm a business mentor um yeah. goals is to be on stage as well speaking to people um this is what i love about athletes and coaches there's this like relentless in the mindset behind what you guys share and the similarities of being a fighter and now starting a business. Tell me more about your journey and that and the similarities you see in that. So, so obviously, you know, when obviously doing mixed martial arts, I, I found it gave me, I always, I always use this kind of, this analogy that when you're doing jujitsu, okay, somebody's trying to choke you unconscious, trying to basically take yeah. the life away from you. So when you learn to get comfortable in that kind of situation, everything just seems to be a little bit easier. So whether it was, you know, trying to set up a business or, you know, whether it's, you know, going in or looking for a promotion. So when 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 you do jujitsu and you, you, you go to that dark place and you realize that you can be comfortable and you can perform in that dark place, I found that that allowed me to 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 carry that into 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 my different different businesses. Um, you know, mm. at the moment I'm involved in a couple of couple of businesses, and I find as well, I was a fighter. Yeah, I feel you have to evolve as well over over the years. You can't be a professional mm. fighter for for your whole life. So you'll have to, you know. Unfortunately, my career was cut short, and I was forced to make a decision. But everyone will retire at some point, and then you yeah. have to move into something else. Yeah, I moved into mm. coaching. I don't think I'm going to be able to coach for the rest of my life either. You know. Um, I'll coach, I'll have a gym and I'll, you know, probably employ younger coaches to do most of the work and I'll sit back. So I'm, I'm eventually moving into, into evolving and moving into, into new industries. Um, and now, now I, I've set up, um, my equipment company, which is called Shadow Foy Goods. Um, it's, a it's an equipment brand. Our goal is to, uh, to, to innovate on, on what products we have, the products that are currently on the market. So all the, all the. All the equipment that's out there at the moment, it's kind of just the same old stuff. Nobody's evolved and nobody's trying to improve on what's there. Um, we released our, our S1 16-ounce sparring glove and we, we've, we've added a, a lot of new features to it. Uh, we've we've resized, resized the glove. We've made sure there's enough protection 
between the knuckle and the, the point of impact. We, you know, protected the thumb. A lot of the hand injuries happened with the with the with the glove, so got more protection in the thumb. So all of our equipment and shadow foil codes, our goal is to um our goal is to innovate on what's currently on the market. Set that up a couple of years ago. We set up through uh, when COVID started and we were knocked back for two years. So the same uh, again, you know, we could have easily gave up the you know, just pattern in, but you know, we're stuck to my bones. We we here we um you know, we evolved through COVID and we made some adjustments with the business and, and, and now, you know, to be honest, this year will be our first kind of first normal year of, of kind of trade and so it's exciting times for Shadow. And um, I also have a, um, I'm also involved in an amateur MMA organization in, in, in the States called Duke MMA. So it's a collegiate amateur uh, mixed martial arts. So we, we take all the colleges in the US and we, we pit them Man. against each other and uh, we're, we're, we're forming a big league. And uh, we're going to hopefully do a show towards the end of the year. We've done a four show, yeah. same again during COVID. Um, we've done it in the March of 2020, I think it was. And then co- we done it in the February, I think COVID. We all went into lockdown in March. So we've done our four big events and then the uh, college is closed for nearly 18 months. So we had a, we had a big, uh, big setback. But we're back now in hopefully in December to do our, our second event and then hopefully do a season next year. So along with the gym, the equipment company, the, the MMA show, well, so I'm involved with managing fires as well, uh, uh, a company called One Hit Management. So I'm, I'm involved in plenty of different things. Um, and, you know, but I'm also involved in, in everything that I do, I do love. So same again, I'm yeah. willing to, I'm willing to do those extra hours because I enjoy it. And uh, I feel, uh, I feel I'm giving something that, 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 um, that's not currently out there on, on the market with all, with all the, um, with all the companies. It's insane, and I love. <laughs> I mean, I feel like you're not retiring anytime soon. Just saying. No, no, yeah. I'll be doing yeah. this. I'll be back on with you. We'll do another uh, podcast in twenty years. I'll be, you know, in a Can heap we- here, but still, still going. Yeah, sure. I, I, I don't know. I feel like I had this beautiful. Um, I don't know if you know Dr. John Demartini. He jumped on my podcast a few weeks ago. I think um, I seen a clip him- of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, he just blew my mind. You know, someone who's, you know, come from a poor background like myself, dyslexic, couldn't read or write, and he's now traveling around the world on a ship, teaching, doing what he loves. And I asked the question of like, I get a lot of people say to me, you know, tomorrow, like, you need to slow down. You do too much. You work a lot. I just feel like I'm in my passion project. I know what I'm doing is my mission. I don't mm. get sick. I don't get tired. Mm. I mean, Yes, every now and then there's a moment of like, fuck, I'm a little bit exhausted, but, you know, we're doing what we love and you're in a, you know, you're a perfect example of that, like from fighter, professional fighter, professional coach, expanding your business, evolving, you know, it just goes to show that there is no limit to what you do. It's just a number. Yeah. Uh, And because you love what you do and it's not just about the money, not just about the fame. It's to help others, and do you resonate with that? Yeah, one hundred percent. You know, yeah. Uh, if you, you know, if you're chasing the money all the time, yeah, sometimes you feel like it, it, it goes away from you. And uh, but if you do something you love, you feel like you're, you know, for me, I feel like I nearly feel like I was kind of born to do this. Although I've done a lot of other things, I, 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 I nearly feel like, um, 
and then they kind of chose me and coaching chose me. I always, I always felt I was a good coach. I always found yeah. that, um, you know, I could get my point across. I always found that, um, I could get the best out of people when I, when I was coaching, even when I was coaching the younger kids and stuff, you know, some of the kids that are coaching now have already gone on to become world champions and, you know, are fighting in the UFC and are, are doing, ama- doing amazing things. Um, but, you know, I, I feel like uh, I was, I was nearly, nearly destined to do this, you know? Um, yeah. it, it's, it, it is, it is, it is crazy that, um, I think we nearly fall into the in in the roles, you know, unknown to ourselves. And and now I feel like, you know, you know, I, I've I've been very successful as a coach, and I feel now, now I need I need to let people know, you know, what we're doing with um with 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 shadow fight codes in regards to like I mean as a fighter I've had all the injuries and I, I've I've had you know I surgery on my knees and my back and my shoulders everything is gone and. Uh, but you know now what I want to do is I want to produce equipment to, yeah. to fix all those problems because it's needed. You know what I mean? So this is my new caller with with the amateur MMA with Nuka. You know there there's nobody doing it in 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 the colleges in the US and it's needed and it will be done. And I I feel that I can do it better than anyone else. So I'm, I'm, this is where I'm going now. I just feel like I'm I'm being guided into these different different uh on this on the, these different parts I suppose I mean from my experience my, <laughs> I have that you're fighting days you're right you know there is nothing out there that has oh no one's done what you're doing right now and you're right people need to hear more about like preventing injuries yeah. you know being able to last longer in fights so but, if there's anything I can do to support you please let me know yeah maybe if I need to Dublin and test it out. I'll yeah. do it. Yeah, I, I yeah. Oh, I'll, get, I'll get some. I'll get some. Uh, I'll get some gloves over to you. We have a. We have a. Uh, we just recently released our fourteen and S one fourteen ounce lights, and therefore you know for for women and therefore lawyer guys, the choice is a little bit better to protect the knuckles. So I'll, I'll get you a pair of gloves and uh, I'll let you let you try them out. No no doubt at all. I I do still I have it in me. Yeah. I, I promise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not a problem. I really, really do. Yeah. Um, before I've got two more questions. I hope yep. you're all right to stay on. I'm fine. I'm fine. Um, thank you so much. You're, you're the sweetest. Obviously, I, I bring this up because very much like anyone who goes through identity shifts, uh, I went from professional actor, dancer, yep. fitness model, business coach, and then so forth. Jay Z did the same. Rapper, and yep. audio engineer, agency. Look where he is now. You're doing the same thing. Yep. Advice to people who are, you know, in a transitional phase, who have gone through setbacks, injuries. Yeah. Um, people have told them you can't go on. People have told them, you know, like, what are you doing? What advice would you give people to that where there's other people telling them they should stop? Yeah. You know what? So, like, just go back to my, my story. Like, I was, I was hell-bent on hitting the UFC. Unfortunately. Or- I was, I was, um, I was told to stop basically. And, you know, I, one thing I, I checked, I, I, I got second opinions. I, I, I done kind of my due diligence. I, can I, you know, can I go this route? Can I go that route? And fortunately, sometimes you will have to, you know, there will have to be a shift, a, a change of path. Um, yeah. And you have to, you have to, you know, you have to trust the process. 
Um, when you're in that, when you're in that kind of transitional period, I would always say, if if you love it, if if it feels right, trust it, trust your gut. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. People, we don't trust our gut enough. You know, for me, I I could have easily probably went back into a, you know into into a job where I probably would have made more money early on, and it would have been more comfortable. It would have been safer option. But my gut was telling me to do what I what I loved. You know what I mean? To to follow this road. It was a, it was definitely a little a little a little rockier, but in the long run, it, it, it worked out for me. Um, and you know, I would I would try and stay in the same you know. Stay in the same fields. For me, I went from from a foyer to a coach, which is a natural kind of progression to a, yeah. a, an equipment, you know, they set up an equipment company, which is the same field. It's just, you know, it's a little bit off. So I'm still in that industry that I love, that I will always love. Um, and I'm just, I'm, I'm just finding other opportunities to, to, uh, to move into different areas of that, of that industry, you know. So I, I I was the firer, then I'm the coach, now I'm the you know the equipment uh, company owner and the, yeah. the organization owner as well. Um, for me now I, I I get up every day. I'm still involved in that sport that um you know has been so nice to me and been so dear to me. Uh, and I I I I plan on making the sport better, better better than it was when I started. You know. I I didn't have all the equipment. I didn't have my my sixteen ounce gloves. You know, I fractured my hands and you know dislocated tongues and stuff like that. I've had all the injuries, but now you know the equipment that that me and my business partner are, are designing are hopefully going to pre- prevent that. You know what I mean? The college MMA they don't we don't they don't have amateur uh, MMA in the colleges at the moment. Look at every other amateur sport in 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 a, a college sport in America. It's huge. We're providing yeah. service. A huge service for 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 those young uh, college athletes that want to compete and showcase the skills. And um, so, if if you're, you know, if you're coming out of college and you're either getting a degree in, you know, in whatever business it may be, find a business that you love that you're gonna, in, you know, that's gonna allow you to work seven days a week because you're gonna need to work seven days a week. And then you set up the company and then you branch off in another area. So find something you love, um, yeah. and and find little. Little areas that little little um little areas that you can move into and and branch out, you know. I just take from there. I don't know where I'm going to be in in, in ten years, but I'm I, I'm confident enough. I'll I'll be I'll be doing doing something with mixed martial arts, whether it's whether it's you know it it, it different maybe more management or maybe I don't know what it'll be, but it'll be uh there'll be something to do with mixed martial arts and uh you know I'll be giving back to the sport that's gave me so much. Owen, I have to just say before I ask one question. Um, thank you. Thank you for being one humble, so kind. Being on this podcast, it means a lot to me. Um, you know, the journey that I've been on versus, you know, what other entrepreneurs have been on, I think it's just a beautiful thing just to bring up. Like you've gone from the bottom up and yeah. to be on this podcast, it means the world to me. Yeah. Hearing your story, you're so genuine. You're such a beautiful soul. Um, I know where you're going to be going is going to be incredibly successful. And I just want to obviously thank be you. Just sharing how grateful I am. Just I, I have to say that just because, um, you know, people have this perception that you know the more you get to the top, people are cunts. Like, sorry for yeah. being saying the c word. Yeah, 
But I just think, you know, you being on this podcast, your journey, how genuine are and where you're going and the fact that you're giving back, it just goes to show the testament to you are as a person and how genuine are and there are good people out there. So I just wanted to say a massive thank you. I uh, appreciate that. Really, really, uh, really enjoyed the, the podcast. And yeah, as you said, you know, I, I think people do think as you climb the ladder, people look at you in a different light. But, you know, I'm the same person that, that I am. Grew up in Ballymore, you know. Had a, had a had a crazy upbringing, lived in a rough area, but you know, I think I think um, it built it built me into the person that I am today, um, and you know, I won't be changing anytime soon. I'll just keep getting up every morning, keep keep putting the graft in, and uh, who knows where I'll be in ten years time. You know, hopefully visiting in Australia so we can show you the ropes here and get a bit of tan. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know about that. As I said, we had uh, Ireland had in, had its one day of summer yesterday, and I got born to bits. So that's one so red. So I think Australia would be too much for me. Um, but yeah, I'll definitely, <laughs> I definitely like to get over to Australia. I haven't been there yet, so it's on the bucket list to get out. Yeah, uh, to, to yeah, yeah, Australia. So appreciate your time, yeah. and I uh, uh, hope hope your listeners find something that they can take from this podcast and. Uh, and implement it into their into their into their lives was there, you know. The 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 tools that I've I've got from from ex martial arts and the tool the tools that I've implemented has allowed me to get where I am. You know, I think if you even implement half of them, um, you no, know, you'll be you'll be a success in, in whatever field you're in. Oh, and we've got one last thing. We always ask the last question we ask for every guest we get on, and that is if you were to give that one key. To everyone listening, that one key to them opening their keys to their queendom. Yeah. What would that key be? Um, I, I, I always say um, not being afraid of failure. Like I've said this in the, in the podcast a few times already. Um, the fear of failure for some people will, will stop you from even starting. The fear of failure, yeah. you know, or failing when you do start will sometimes stop you from returning. Um, so what I, what I try and get all my guys used to, and it's more my kids, I'm, I'm, you know, my kids do sports and stuff now, and I want them getting comfortable with, with failing. When you fail, you look at what went wrong, you find a solution, okay, you implement that solution. If it works, you move forward. If it doesn't work, you look for another solution, and eventually you'll find the answer and you move forward. So, not being afraid of failing and embrace the failure, you know, look at the failure, find the solution and move forward. And I think, I think if you do that, um, the sky's the limit, you know, there's no stopping you if, if, if you can, uh, if you can get used to that and, and, and keep moving forward. Um, so that, that's, that's what I've done. And, and I think if, if your listeners can do that, we'll be looking at, uh, uh, plenty more entrepreneurs and successful business, uh, business people. Yeah. Couldn't have it said it better myself. Owen oh, Roddy, thank you so much for being on Case of the Queendom. Yeah. Um, everyone else listening, make sure you follow this incredible legend yeah. on Instagram and also your beautiful uh, equipment company. Did you want to quickly yeah, drop that so, in? Yeah, uh, the so com- the companies I'm involved in, obviously my gym, SBG Charlestown, you'll get us on Instagram. My equipment company, um, Shadow Foycords. So if you want, Really high quality 
equipment that's going to protect you better than all the other equipment. The result follows on uh, uh, all the all the colleges in the US. Um, if you just want to follow Luca MMA for our amateur MMA league, uh, college league is going to start next year. Um, my management company, One Eight Management, as well. Uh, so, four years that looking for advice, looking for guidance, hit us up. I'm here on social media, Coach John Ruddy. If you just need to chat to me, hit me up, and uh, if I can help you in any way, I can. I always will, and uh, I wish everybody all the success in whatever career or whatever benches they're in. Uh, oh yeah, I'll see us all at the top. Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> And I am your host, Tamara Mai, with Case of the Queendom, with another episode dropping next Wednesday. Thank you so much, Coach Owen Ruddy. All the best. <laughs> Cheers.